0: But ready? Three, One, two, two. okay, we <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our new and first ever podcast series. If you didn't know already, Juice is a platform for creatives and writers of the South Asian diaspora living across the globe.
1: In this series, we'll be talking to and championing South Asian voices and stories getting to know people's work, creative practices, and dissecting various topics together.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode of
1: The The Juice Juice Box. Box.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Juice Box. I'm really excited to be here today with our new and exciting guest. Um, I'm Evelyn Miller and I'm one of the co-founders and the creative director of Juice Magazine Um, and I'm here today with illustrator and designer Hope. Do you want to introduce yourself,
1: Faith? Hi, Evelyn. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Hope Glastris. I am um, an artist, uh, illustrator, designer, um, based out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, and I'm very happy to be here.
0: Yeah, we're in very different time zones, very different climates. I'm very Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess we'll get straight into it. You talked a bit about what you do. Um, what sort of illustration and design work do you do? Can you tell our listeners, like, what motivates you? Where did you get, yeah, what
1: what's the, the driving force for your work? Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've been um, making art since I was a child. I was, like, one of those kids who, like, every op- opportunity I got, like, grab a crayon, you know, like, that type of kid. And so um, it's always been, like, my, the way that I express myself. And so now, um, you know, I, I do... I do some design work. That's like my, you know, I guess what you would call my um, my money making work, uh, which is, you know, I work with small brands doing um, brand design, packaging design, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, I do. I also do like illustration work. And um, then, you know, I have sort of a separate practice of just my my studio work, like my my drawing, my digital digital work mixed media that kind of stuff so I have a bit of a bit of a spread of different things that I do creatively. Amazing and
0: could you tell us a little bit how would you say that your particular South Asian background translate into that creative expressions is that something that's always been there like you said you've been creating since you were a young person or would you say it's a more recent thing or how has that impacted
1: it? Yeah I mean I, I, uh, I there's so many like you know, layers to how our identity, like, informs our art practice, but in the, I would say, in the context of the role that it's played throughout my life, I think when I was young, I was much more comfortable just kind of organically doing what I was doing, and so the the influence of my heritage was easier to tap into, and so when I was younger, I would do a lot of I don't know, I made a lot of stuff that like was sort of decorative. Um, And then, uh, you know, having come from like a formal art education background, like, you know, I sort of spent a long time sort of trying to curate the work that I was making to sort of be in this like space where it could exist outside of my identity. And so I wasn't doing a lot, I wasn't bringing my South Asian identity into it very much and I think Um, in recent years, I've really recovered that relationship and sort of, um, organically allowed myself to bring that back in. Um, and I think, you know, to a certain extent that, that process was, was difficult for me just in that, the way that art is taught in like a formal institution is very Western centric, at least, you know, obviously I'm coming from an American perspective but um, very Western centric and, you know, white male dominated. And so I think there is sort of pressure uh, for creatives of color to sort of like fit into that particular um, mold. And um, honestly, I think one of the biggest things for me was COVID because it just sort of removed the external stuff in a lot of ways. And so, um, during that period of lockdown, I really started like reinvesting in creating that connection between my identity and my creative process. Um, and so now I'm, it's very much like in, in the, you know, more obvious ways, there's like the visual, the motifs and the symbols and the colors and like the, the obvious visual markers of it, but also in the way in which I create, you um, has very much moved into a space of like processing identity and you know cultural trauma and stuff like that so
0: yeah no definitely thank you for sharing that with us about your journey and I think it's something that a lot of South Asian creatives can relate to like there's times I think for all of us that we've suppressed or continue to suppress how we feel about our identity or like you said even just like cultural motifs that we might associate particular things Um, but being able to embrace that in an authentic way as well I think is like it feels special and it feels um like once you're able to do that I think it really makes you feel more at peace with what you're doing but like you said like it's a journey and it's really hard um to get there um so just then you talked about a lot about your journey as a creative and how your heritage has impacted that a lot about the challenges as well what would you say are like
1: the key rewards if any, if you feel like you've got there yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in in terms of like art making in general, I mean, the easy answer to that is like, oh, it's its own reward or whatever, right? But it's, you know, we're working within like a really complex system and everything. And I think like the the, the rewards for me are often found outside of like the obvious like the process itself is rewarding and the final product itself is rewarding obviously but the i think the the most rewarding thing for me is sort of that like the opportunity for inward reflection and like self self knowledge um and i think like in reinviting the cultural contexts that i come from into that process has given me the ability to like really let go um, and really just be authentically in process when I'm making work rather than like feeling obligated to fit it into a space Um, and just even just that, like therapeutic benefits of that, the artistic benefits of that, but also just meeting people, like meeting people who are responding to it um, and finding connectivity within community, by making work that is actually authentic. Um, yeah. has been the biggest, the biggest upside for me, for sure.
0: That definitely speaks to me a lot as well. And I think one of the most special things is like, I feel like social media and the way like capitalism works, even as creatives, it's hard not to see our work as like, okay, I've done this onto the next, I'm producing this. For x number of people and people are going to click through it and see it for five seconds and then on to the next thing like the short attention span short connection time but um definitely the thing I've got the most out of juice is the sustained connections and sense of like especially with other South, a- South Asian women that I've met through it like the sense of sisterhood and just like there's just so much comfort in that and I feel like when it was happening I didn't even realize and after a, a sort of period of time I was like there's a sort of home here um, and it's a much deeper reward than the process or the product really. Um, So yeah, no, Um, yeah, that's really special. And I think that leads quite nicely into my next question, um, which is as an evolving artist, what would you say your hopes are for the future? How do you see the creative landscape around you? Do you think that's changing as well? Um,
1: What do we need? Where's it gonna go? I love that question. Um, I think, I don't know, I mean, there's specific to like South Asian creatives, I think especially there is like definitely a cultural revolution in terms of like how we, how we put our work out there and, and the, there is a sense to me that there is a a split happening where where creatives, especially creatives of color um, and creatives with like, you know, different gender identities and people who otherwise would be marginalized in the art world are realizing that there just is not going to be space made. And the spaces now are happening on the fringes and are just happening. And, you know, that's the, for all the, you know, pardon my French, but shit talking we do about like how social media is so bad. Like that is the, that's the flip side of that is that it gives People like you, the opportunity to create the spaces that otherwise wouldn't exist, and I think like the, um, especially like younger South Asian creatives are really like, really grabbing, grabbing it and holding on and saying like we're not gonna, we're not gonna like continue to strive for something that was designed to keep us out, um, and I think you know in in another sense I, my I'm also pursuing. Um, Uh, becoming like a wellness practitioner through yoga. And um, one of the ways in which the yoga world is also changing is that South Asian people are now saying like, this is our, this is our like connection to our culture. And like, this has been so westernized and so uh, co-opted by capitalism and by white supremacy that like, it's not even like, we are starting from scratch over here in our own in our own situation where we're doing it the way that we feel it needs to be done that's true to us and um and it's really making an impact i think maybe from you know an outside or like way zoomed out view it might not be right now like a you know obvious but from within both in like the creative space and like the yoga and wellness space like i'm seeing it i'm seeing it happen and it's there's a lot of parallels, and it really is. It really does feel like a cultural revolution, like a like a full on cultural movement, and it's it's really inspiring. And I have I have not seen anything like this in my lifetime. So,
0: yeah, no, it's exciting. It does feel exciting. I completely agree with what you said about social media. I think if it wasn't for South Asian creatives and the way I've connected with them via social media, I just don't think I'd be on it to be honest. Because yeah, that's that's the reason I have it, and um it's been so important for us and lots of other collectives I know that started in lockdown. Like we always say Juice, like we we'll always run basically completely virtually um, because we never want to be too, you know, focus on one place or like lots of things in the UK are very London centric, especially for people of color because obviously there is a lot of people of color in London but we also exist elsewhere. Um, So yeah, it's really important for creating space. Um, And I also really liked what you were saying at the end there about the yoga and wellness and then also creative space um, and creatives in general and how they're both coming together. Um, it made me think of that. We've just opened submissions for next magazine, Mind and Body. Um, I don't know if you've seen, um, but I'm really excited for that because I think that the outcomes and submissions that we get are going to be so interesting because like the sort of conversations we've been having, we often think about the process or the um Product that we're creating, but that topic mind and body—it's going to force people to reflect on the impact of celebration and trauma and all these things on our like beings. Um, and I think that's a really special opportunity to be able to do that and to reflect. Um,
1: as yeah, um, yeah, and I think like part of the Western model of creativity and like art institutions is to separate art from everything else and to reintegrate art practices creativity like all of the things that come along with that back into like ideas of wellness of like the mind body continuum you inevitably create a completely different kind of system than the one that we're used to operating in as creatives. so I think it's incredibly important yeah most definitely and you
0: sort of talk a bit about the sort of global idea of this South Asian identity of social media. Um, there's definitely been a resurgence of that, like I said. How do you think that your creative expressions can be part of this movement?
1: Um, do you see the yoga and your art coming together? Yeah, I definitely do. And the more, the more I sit with it, the more clear that becomes. Um, and I definitely, I mean, I think part of it for me is definitely like, in a way moving away from like trying to work on not centering myself as much and trying to see it more as like what you're saying which is how how am i participate how am i able to participate in this movement movement and what can i contribute um and i think i mean this is just m- my humble opinion but i think like in general it it's it's the realm of younger people not that i'm old, but I, I don't know, what do you call it? Like elder millennial or whatever, like millennials that are in their thirties. <laughs> um, not to sound like an old fart, but it, I think it is in a lot of ways, the realm of younger people, because y'all are so much more connected and so much more, um, you know, our generation is burnt out a little bit and there is a sense of, I don't know what you would call it. Like inspiration or like energy that I sense in people like eight, 10 years younger than myself. And I really feel like that, that's where the movement is going to be centered. And I see myself as being, I don't know, I guess I see myself in this moment and I guess that's always subject to change, but whatever I can contribute to that is more important to me than like my personal sense of like who I am as an artist within that, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Not that I'm not that I'm, you know, not interested in that more just that I I am trying to see it from that perspective. Yeah, I think, that think that's something that, yes. about... sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, I always try to remind
0: myself and, everyone that I work with of that, like we're not, we're not the only ones. There'll be people before us, there'll be people after us. We're part of a collective movement. Like we're, we're a small moment in it, um, and part of that. And we're important. But it's we've not invented anything. We've not right. like <laughs> right. there's it's all part of this collective action and creation. Um and all the people involved are so central to that. Um and I think you're right, like we do have to give credit. To young people, but I feel the same sense. Of, I'm 20, but I feel the same sense of inspiration from like I do a lot of work with young people from like 14, 15, 16 year olds. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing coming in, like they're not afraid to say, No, yeah. I'm here and I will take up this space. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but we need everyone, like with Juice, we really also wanted to connect with older audiences, like even aunties, uncles, um, yeah. parents that obviously those are you know wanting and willing to accept the creativity and the space that we have provided um but we we're obviously very focused on young people and is made up of young creators and on the whole but we really want to I don't know try and branch out a bit and make it part of a wider conversation and a bigger keep them in the movement um, yeah
1: yeah I mean I think there's a lot to be said for The tools that we have that generations before us did not have to unpack some of the problematic value systems that clashed with our indigenous value systems and some of the, you know, the like healing that we have to do as a society. And I think that's another thing that this movement offers is that it, like you said, it there there is an inherent desire for inclusivity as opposed to which is like a collectivist mentality versus what creative spaces have otherwise been in the dominant culture, which is exclusive and divisive. Yeah.
0: No, definitely. And every time I have conversations with other people that are running collectives or trying to make it for themselves as a creative, as you know, getting paid being full-time, there's always like an exchange of information where both of us are saying to each other, I had no idea about this, or how did you find out about that? Or how did you do this? Um and it's so important to have those conversations share as much of the knowledge because it's capital. And if we can share it with one another, then we're making space and we're not buying into these, this like sense of competition. There can only be one of us. There's not space for all of us. Um, Exactly, yes. Which is what everything else sort of promotes. Um, Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I try to just have as many conversations as I can with other creators, like stop myself from being productive or doing work and just talk about how we've got there and you know what was important to that and also to be transparent about the privileges yeah. that we've had or why I can do certain things and try and share that um, yep. yeah yeah 100% um okay so moving on a bit from the sort of movement of South Asian creativity um do you feel like your work has ever helped you negotiate between identity generalization stereotypes, or I think you touched on this before making sense of the different cultures around you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for me specifically, I think because I am a mixed race person, um, there is a lot of there is a lot of unpacking that I do in just in my own identity. So I think you know, in being mixed, there is a lot of, like, well, I'm not 100% this, nor am I 100% that, and, like, this, you know, only in the last, whatever, like, five years have I come to the realization of, oh, like, my mixedness is already an identity in itself, and I don't have to, like, sit here believing that I'm half this and half that, oh, but I'm a little bit of this, it's, it's its own complete, complete picture, and it's valid as is, and I think, like, the The work that I make, because I tend to work, my digital work isn't necessarily mixed media itself, but it it uses a mixed media sort of framework, I guess. Um, and my work in on paper and stuff is mixed media. And I think there is something about that that has always been really attractive to me because it helps me make sense of this idea that like I don't fit into a box, and when I'm creating work, with that mindset of like, fuck the box, the work comes out better and the, and I feel more fulfilled by it. And um, so in that sense, it's really, really helped me just like process, I guess. And, and in that processing, I don't know, it's like I said before, like the, it's not just me processing, that's rewarding. It's other people seeing it and being like, I really like feel this and, and creating from a place that where I'm like relaxing around those aspects of my identity, rather than feeling like, Oh my God, how do I navigate this? If I'm just relaxed around it, I'm able to process a lot of those experiences with, in like a way that is authentic to me and fully initiated by me. And it, it's very grounding. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a huge part of, a huge part of my work is is making sense of all of those things, I guess. Yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah,
0: you did, yeah, yeah. Um, I think as well, being mixed, I feel like I went through a similar thing, um, especially because I grew up all around white people. Um, like oh how am I going to figure this out I'm always going to be half this and half that but when you realize no I'm just me and there is no homogenous experience like we use South Asian but we all have different experiences and even you have people of the same religion the same race that their parents came to England or America at the same time yet they'll still have very different experience and understandings of culture and like their similarities across religions and across nations and cities um of our heritage and then there's differences and I think once you can find comfortability in that like it just brings you a sense of peace that nothing else really compares to when I think of how I used to feel about being South Asian but I think the only thing that really made me get to there was um connecting with other people through juice um, like it's definitely important to acknowledge the privileges like obviously as such a problem of colorism south asian um culture um, and i'm very light-skinned and obviously having that proximity to whiteness at lots of times can be a privilege um but also yeah just talking about the differences i think is really important
1: yeah i mean south asian identity is extremely nuanced and yeah. um, you know it's <laughs> we come from a culture that's thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. And so I think part of the challenge is to constantly be, I don't wanna make this sound like we have to be vigilant, but to have a vigilance about not allowing the the, the view that people have of South Asian identity to be homogenous because they're our like, especially like, you know, diaspora communities, like in, you know, especially in Europe and the US, but like literally everywhere, um, it's really important to acknowledge, as you said, like the privilege that you and I might have as like lighter skinned South Asians, but also like the, the diversity even within that. So like the diversity within how people's families practice Hinduism, for example, or how, you know, how people have adapted to like living as, you know, like being, having immigrant parents and then being, you know, like for me, like my mom was an immigrant, but I'm like, extremely American, like, I'm very much an American person, like, I don't, um, I have always had that sense of, like, oh, maybe I'm not, like, Indian enough to be here kind of thing, um, but that mentality comes from, I, I personally feel that mentality derives from this idea that, like, our identities are these, like, fixed homogenous things, but they're, like, so complicated, and there's so many things that go into it, Um, and it's important to, like, share that with people yeah no I agree and I think the longer
0: time goes on like I'm a third generation immigrant so it was my grandma that came to England um so I completely raped that sense of like feeling British like I hate England but yeah 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 <laughs> are British like I've only been back to the countries that my family is from a couple of a few times um like this is my home um right as rainy as it may be Um, (laughs) um, but um yeah no and I think yeah as time goes on what I was going to say is that's just going to evolve more and more and more um and I think it'll be interesting to see what even the next generation or people a few years younger where that will go um okay so I think this is a nice time to finish up and I've got a fun question to finish um so last but not least if you were given a commission of a million
1: dollars to create whatever you want, what creative project would you come up with? Um, I love this question because um, my answer to this question is like a complete like utopian fantasy thing that I have not put any um, practical thought into, but it forces me to like, you know, roll the idea (laughs) around in my head. Um, But I, I do have this idea that if I magically came across a pot of gold or you know pirates treasure um i would love to somehow create a physical space i mean a virtual space but i lately like the physical space part is really like feels very i'm very drawn to it um but like a physical space wherein that what we were talking about earlier of that intersection of like the mind body experience and like creative life could intersect in real time and um like, create a, a practice space out of out of that idea. So you know, I don't it, it could be some sort of community driven space that would integrate wellness and creativity in in real time with real people. Um, and sort of expanding on the idea that these two things are not separate, and that creativity is part of being well. Um, And I don't know necessarily what that would look like. Um, Sometimes I envision it as like a weird, just like an open warehouse full of people doing whatever. Sometimes I'm like, maybe it's, maybe it looks like a acupuncture over here. And, you know, maybe there's like a studio space over there. I don't know. It's a very, it's not particularly fleshed out, but it, it does feel like something that if I had unlimited resources, it just feels authentically like what I would be. Yeah. I'm gonna gonna come. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You painted a good picture. Um,
0: I think that's a really nice question to finish on because I feel like, especially as South Asians and as creatives, you know, part of immigrant culture is the grind culture. Like, don't stop, keep working. And being a creative, it's so hard to do it full-time, to be able to do what you love and get paid for it and keep, stay enjoying creating. So we don't really get to dream a lot, I don't think. Like, I think a lot of our mind and energy and body is spent on doing it um really reflecting or dreaming um so I think it's really nice to get to do that yes oh
1: my god that's so true yeah
0: wow so before we finish um let everyone know where they can find you hope um what you'll be doing anything
1: exciting coming up yeah um I mean I'm I'm a bit of a fuddy-duddy and Instagram is like the platform that I use because I started using it and I now I'm using it and that's just (laughs) where I'm at um, but I am on Instagram, uh, Hope Blasters Creative. Um, and upcoming things, um, teaching yoga online at some point pretty soon. Um, and I will be doing, I'm starting a new project uh, in the next couple months um, with, a, with a friend of mine. Um, don't quite have a, a sales pitch for that just yet, but it's going to be around grief and art making and yoga and things like that. So that's that's on deck for me now. And um yeah, just making stuff. Just, you know, continuing to make stuff. Well, thank you so much, Hope. It's been really nice recording
0: this. I feel like it's very therapeutic. Um yeah. nice way to spend a Saturday. Um and yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Um make sure to check out Juicy's Instagram. We've just opened submissions for Mind and Body Annex issue. So apply, get paves, be featured in our magazine. Um, and yeah, bye everyone.
1: Bye, thank you Evelyn. Thank,
0: thank you so much, much for, for listening,
1: listening to The, the Juice, Juice Box. Box. We hope you enjoyed it and are looking forward to the next episode.
0: To keep up to date with Juice, head to our Instagram or Twitter at Juice
1: Droplet. Or head to our website, juicedroplet.com. That's spelled J-U-I-C-E-D-R-O-P-L.
0: Here you can find more details about us and purchase Issue 1, Being Brown. Thank Thank you you again again and and see you next time. time.